But uh, we got we got one yeah. of our guest in, one of the goats oh, of New York City, one of our go. one of our supporters of the Commissioner Corner. He called us the Beast Boys. My boy Zeke, what's up, baby? Welcome to the corner. Really appreciate you having me. <laughs> so before we start, though, you know what I mean? I, I gotta just I gotta just pull up something real quick. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, yeah, gotta pull up something real quick. You know, you know, you know, we came to Coney Island. You know what I mean? And and just you know, we left with a little hardware. You know, not nothing crazy, but you know, just just had to show the hardware. You know what I mean? Yo, Z, you gotta say something to that man. I've been here all summer, bro. We got, we got two of them. It's cool, man. <laughs> you going first? You going first? Yeah, yeah. You want? We gonna get you back on? All right, bet. So, BG, take it away. I, I know how much you love and respect this young man right here. Uh, sure. Just for me, as a fan, um, Zeke, I, I want to let you know I'm a big fan of you uh, on off the court. Uh, a lot of people don't know. Uh, they should know that you do a lot for your community. You do a lot for the kids. You are, you are a, a walking mentor. And sure. uh, I just want to make sure you understand how I respect you and feel about you and your craft, not only on, on the court but off the court. A straight-up dude. Uh, man of, of, of not many words, but when he speaks and when he plays, you definitely know he was here. So I'm just happy to have you part of the show, brother. I know you've seen it from his essence. And uh, it's only right to get you on, on on episode three of our show. So I know BG got questions for you. Just want to show you my love and admiration for you. Nah, for sure. Same same here. You know. I'm a little upset. Now. I'm supposed to be one, but it's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to say that. But yo... Zeke, we already know, man. That, uh, Joe, Joe, Joe. I ain't gonna go into it. I go into it afterwards. But the flowers. But um, yes. We'll talk a little bit about um your high school career. Um, one one thing we want to get into is um, like when did you feel like what what moment we would say in, in your high school career did you feel like you turned the corner and really like knew you was gonna be one of the top players in the country? For me, um, it was it was at the Elite Twenty Four game. Mm. Um, which was a special moment. I mean, you did, uh, you did a lot of good in that game, but when did you think you pointed the corner um, in your career in high school? Uh, high school, I probably would say around going into junior year. Because uh, my, first, my first year, I was a freshman, but I had a lot of, like, Division One guys there, some right. Stokes, uh, Kamari Murphy, Tough. Um, Jordan Dickerson. So I had a lot of guys there that that kind of already cemented their their high school careers, and they were seniors, and I was a freshman. So I, I was starting as a freshman, but mm. it was it was still like team almost. Right. So I think my sophomore year was the first year that I had a chance to show that I was actually good enough to hold up the Lincoln Lincoln heritage and the Lincoln name. So. Uh, but when at Boys and Girls, I think it was like the fifth game of the season, I fractured my foot. So I was out probably, I was out from the fifth game of the season until we went to St. John's. So oh, wow. I St. John's and we ended up losing the Boys and Girls. Mm. And it was kind of frustrating knowing that I really didn't get a chance to to really show what I could do. You know, so I think that hurt me in the rankings and stuff like that because in eighth grade going into ninth grade I was high in the rankings, but uh, 
my first two year high first two years of high school, like a lot of other guys got a lot of bigger opportunities. So they, they kinda like surpassed me in the rankings and things like that. So I think going into my junior year, I really was like, all right, this is the this is the time I need to separate myself and show people that that basically how good I am. Take it away, Joe. Yes, sir. Zeke, I know you I mean, shit, you accomplish a lot, but you also play for uh, a great high school coach in Tiny Morton. Um, I know how much he means to you. I know how much he's embedded in culture and basketball, how much he's allowed players like you to kind of flourish in your own style. Can you talk about what it was to play under Tiny and what did you learn most about your, from him heading into, you know, getting into your, your college you know, recruitment and into scene hall. So what was the most important thing he t- he taught you? Uh, I think he just installed that confidence. I mean, I think me, me being, uh, like, junior high school, I really wasn't anybody. Like, I really wasn't a big name until eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade. Right. Uh, so he kind of took it slow with me, so to say. Like, if you compare it to Sebastian and Lance and guys like that, they kind of had, they kind of established those names very young. Right. So it was like, they, they needed to accelerate fast. Right. So with him, it was just like, just, hey, look, the end goal is this, but it's not, it's not a sprint. Like, we're going to get to it, but at the same time, got to make sure everything is going the right way and make sure everything is, is set up how it needs to be for you to, for you to get to your goal. So. I think he taught me just just patience and just just be confident wherever you are. Right. Uh, can't things like that when I'm not with him. Right. Uh, but it was kind of like a love hate relationship, which is which is good. Right. Never want to feel too obligated, but at the same time, you really you really want a coach that's going to be hard on you, that's going to teach you. So I think he really he helped me with that. So so with that being said, Zeke, um, the mutual respect for you and and Tiny. Um, was there ever a situation? Was there ever a situation coming into that, into that stature in Lincoln? Was there ever any pressure on you, or maybe a pressure for yourself you put on yourself to, you know, not follow but kind of lead Lincoln in what Sebastian and, and Marbury did so well? Was there any pressure for you to take that torch and run with it, or was it bestowed upon you in, in terms of how Tiny trusted you with the offense and with that school? Uh, I mean, it wasn't really any pressure because people never really expected me to be that guy. So I really, I really didn't have a lot of hype. Uh, to say, like in junior high school and things like that. I mean, my 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 hype began in eighth grade. It it it, it happened really fast. So like, I went to nationals. We finished, I think, number three in the country. We lost in the final four of nationals and that's, that's when my team started to, to progress a lot on a national scale. Nice. Uh, I, I was known in New York, but it really wasn't like, okay, he's the guy. Like it was like always up to, up to, if this guy has me ranked here, this guy has me ranked here. Right. Like it was never really, he was the guy, this is who we're going to promote. So I think I never really felt pressure because I was never, I was always like third in line, fourth in line. Like you had guys that automatically got that that stardom, which was like Ethan Telfair, right? Because uh, right. um, yeah. floods. Uh, you had you had a lot of guys that kind of kind of made a name for themselves right. before. So 
I think once I got to Lincoln and everybody saw, that's when it started to be like, okay, now, like my, I will never forget the day before I stepped foot in Lincoln as a student, I was on the back of the New York Post, like on, on the cover. So it was like, all right, now this is this is it. Like, there's no. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. So as a rising ninth grader to be on the back of the post, it was like, it was it was shocking to me. Like I didn't know it was happening so fast. Everything was happening quick. So yeah. I think pressure really never set in until probably like freshman sophomore year. Gotcha. Yeah, B. So so um, I mean, stellar college career. You know, your first year you got hurt at Senior Hall, which I know you were disappointed. You know, in that. But your second year, you guys go on to win the Big East tournament. And um, you know how special New York players put on for the Big East tournament. And you had probably one of the biggest runs for me outside of maybe Kemba. Talk a little bit about, like, that experience, like, playing in the Big East tournament in front of, your, you know, your family, your friends. And then just talk about winning the championship and, like, putting putting not only Seton Hall, but the Tri-State area on your back. Because um, everybody felt like you could you could have went to any school you wanted to. But you know you sit home, and to win a, a Big East championship in your in your in your, your hometown in Madison Square Garden, like talk about that experience. Uh, it was great. I mean, it 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 kind of summarized why we went there. Like we 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 wanted to go there to change the culture. We wanted to go there to be close to home. We wanted to go there to to basically prove everybody wrong. Like we we like that was our main goal. Like. I was, Going into our sophomore year, like I think it's I think it's like twelve or twelve teams in the Big East. They had us preseason tenth. Yeah. So that was like a slap in the face for us. So when we saw that, that kind of gave us extra motivation, and it gave us a lot of a lot of edge to really want to win. So then I, I guess when towards the middle of the season, when we first we finally started putting everything together and knowing who we were as a team. I mean, I, I think we lost like two games in the last in, in, in the last three months of the season. So Sheesh! It, it, like we were rolling. So I I knew if we got the right four, if we got the right teams, like if we knocked out the big teams first and got to the championship and had to play a Villanova or Xavier, and they gave us a chance that we was gonna have a chance. And I mean, that that's that's basically what happened. We we were just hungrier than everybody. Like we. Like we just wanted it more. Like we had, we had so much more to prove than the, than the big ranked teams. And uh, we played Xavier. They were like third in the country. We beat them by like seventeen. Yep. Uh, then we played Villanova in the, in the championship, which was the biggest crowd that I ever played in front of at that level. It was probably like thirty thousand people in Madison Square Garden sold out. Uh, How'd you feel, Z? How'd you feel? In that moment, how'd you feel? Was it surreal? Or was it nerve wracking? Because I don't know if I could play in front of thirty thousand people, bro. I'm just gonna keep it real with you. Because the thing is, Joe, like you gotta look at it. We're playing Villanova. Mm. They're number one in the country. If we lose by twenty, we're supposed to. Right. If we if we beat them, we shock the world. True indeed. So we went out there, bro, like we don't got nothing to lose. Like yeah. let's let's go out here, hoop. We play and, and we live with the results, and that's that's what we did. I rem- I remember that year. I think I I remember that year. You was on a you was on a 
a, I don't know, like a 10-game yeah. killing spree. Like, you put the... I don't want to shoot my language, man. You put the fucking book bag on. I mean, I remember Desi wanting the ball in the wing. You, you was like, nah, fam. This is going up right here. Cash, cash. And, and, and it might have been the Big East. It might have been the tournament. I don't remember. Um, I knew that. I think it was your sophomore year. You might have you got into a more confident stage and where you felt yeah. like the, that team was yours. Was it ever bestowed upon you or you just said, you know, it's time for me to go back in my Lincoln days and take over the city? Like, this is what you do. I think I think my whole career I was always the nice guy and right. make calls first and and, and, and play team <laughs> ball. And then after a while, I was just like, look, man, like we tried that before. You know, like we tried to be that guy. We tried to have 10 assists. We tried to get everybody involved. I was just like, look, and our and Kevin Willard, uh props to him, he came to me, he said, look. We got here with you, like, and we gonna ride out with you, like, like if you miss a shot, shoot again. Like it ain't no, <laughs> like, and once once a coach tells a player that, I think it gives him a different kind of confidence to to go out there and just win the game. Right. And he gave he gave me the keys to. I mean, I just I just ran with him. I have an interesting question for you. I know you chose Seen Hall as your college to play basketball at and and continue your education. Was there any other school besides Seen Hall that was on your mind or close to saying, I'm going to go here? And if so, what school was that? You know, the crazy thing was I was a sophomore going into my junior year and I wanted to commit to Syracuse. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and I said, look, I'm ready to commit. If you're ready to give me a scholarship, let's do it. Mm. They said no. They said no. We we signed someone uh, at your position, and like he was ranked higher than me and everything. So his name was uh, Caleb Joseph. He went there. I remember Caleb. I remember Caleb. Um, yeah, he went. He was. I think I was like 49th in the country. He was like 29th, 31st, or something like that. Right. So we picked him. So then. Around junior year, that's when Seton Hall started calling. And you know me, I, I had like a lot of big time offers like Kentucky, Kansas, things like that. So, Don't Seton be Hall so really modest. I know there's more than that, Zeke. No, I know there's more than that, Zeke. Don't be so modest. This is your time. Please let us know because I wasn't in those recruiting se sessions where anybody know what you get recruited from. I my, my guests are asking me right now, what school? How many schools? How do you go about it? So, I mean, just just share some knowledge with us. If I think about, if I'm thinking now, I had an offer from Kentucky, Kansas, UCLA, Louisville, Sheesh. Um, St. John's, of course. Um, Amazing. It was uh, Oklahoma, uh, Gonzaga. Mm. Um, it was, I mean, Michigan State. Tough. Uh, it, was, Tough. it was a lot of schools. Dope, dope. Was, but I think I think Seton Hall was Seton Hall kind of with me because you know I'm I'm a family oriented guy. I like to be close to home, and I would be going to school with my brother. So right. that was the easiest decision when um, when that time came. So Facts. and and I would like to put on record like a lot of people think 
that all those guys followed me. I was the last person to commit. Yep. So, I mean, I, I, I basically listened to them. I took a visit, small school, close to home, not really a lot of distractions. Right. Um, it felt like a perfect place. Dope. Nice. Right. Yeah, B. Nice. So, you know, we talked about the college. We talked about um, talk about being drafted. He was drafted 42nd overall by uh, Utah. And then um got traded to the uh, to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, where you from? Your home. First, before you talk about getting drafted, me, I, I, I want you to talk about this. I don't think there's 42 players, at least guard wise, that was better than you. No. And a lot of the guards that got drafted in front of you, you killed. Talk, talk a little bit of first about how you felt about that process, and then get to, give us a little inside of how, how it felt to be drafted and a, and, and a play for your home team, the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, when you think of that, I mean, it's a lot of guys uh, that 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 are are picked before they're picked. Let's just say, like they from senior year of high school, you know, right, he's going to be top ten, which is crazy to me. At the same time, you just got to take your blessings. I mean, I mean, it's blessings to be called anyway. Right. A lot of guys that that probably was supposed to be or probably were actually better than me that didn't get called. Right. So you got to look at it from both ways. So, I mean, I was blessed to be called. And then to go to Brooklyn, it was even more of a blessing because, I mean, I'm home. Like I said, I love being home. I love being around my family and my friends. Uh, the dopest thing, though, was when they revealed my jersey, it was actually in Coney Island. So that was, that was that's probably the dopest part. And you had the highest selling jersey from the book on the Brooklyn Nets, right? Am I correct? Yeah, for my rookie year, yeah. Wow. So, so B, I know you have other questions, but I think well, I, you missed out a lot of accolades this get this guy got. So let me. Oh um, yeah. Let me, um, let me go back. Okay. 2014, Mr. New York basketball winner. Okay. He he's one of the former players that has that title, which is Lance and and. In 2009, and Telfair in 04. So Zeke is a Mr. Basketball. He is a Big East All-Rookie Team in 2015. A McDonald's All-American in 2014. And this is a guy that said that in my junior year, my sophomore, it was, you know, I was getting there and I was getting my feet wet. And he's a McDonald's All-American, okay? Not many Mm. people could say they have the fries and the the burger, right? Um (laughs) And then you became a Big East champion and the Big East most outstanding player in 2016. You being humble, you always show love. How was it to be on the highest platform on those levels and saying, I'm Mr. Basketball, I'm a Big East champion, and I'm a most outstanding player? I mean, I mean, my, I think my mom always, uh, you know, always reality. So, I mean, she, she'll be happy. She'll be very excited. But then she was like, look, I mean, <laughs> that's not your goal. I mean, your goal wasn't to go to college to be an outstanding player. Like, your goal was to make it to the NBA. So, this, this is what we're going to focus on. So, I mean, those accolades were great. But, I mean, I just felt like they were just steps. Like, there were steps I had to, I had to go up. Right. So, I mean steps that I had to reach to get to where I wanted to go. So it was kind of like a checklist. It wasn't like a, 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 a we made it. 
Right. I mean, that's what that's probably why like a lot of guys look at me and they would say, "Oh, he just won the most outstanding player." Why is he like? Why is he just standing there? <laughs> it was just because I expected that from myself. So it wasn't like a it wasn't like a surprise to me. Like it was like a this is what you need to do to right. go where you want to go. So it wasn't like a it was more of like a I have a list of things to get to where I want to go. All right, we got here. Now what's next? So it wasn't really like never. Uh, uh, sit down and, and celebrate and things like that. Amazing. Um, yeah, B, you got it. So I, I, I want to not sidetrack, but I want to talk a little bit about your, your day, right? Isaiah Whitehead day. Um, even from your, I, I want to, I don't call me from wrong, but your, from your rookie season, I think even, even you just seen a whole, I think he was doing the Isaiah Whitehead day, if I'm not wrong, but you were one of the first players that I know to, to, to do a day and then bring a hardwood court outside in Coney Island. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, not too many people doing that. You know what I mean? Talk, talk a little bit about, like, was that something that you wanted to do for, for Coney Island? or And, and, and how, how did that come about? And how did you feel being able to throw, to throw that game in, in your hometown and, and give your, you know, your community atmosphere like that like that was crazy uh i mean i always look back to when i was in elite 24 and they had the hardwood car outside and it was a nice view yeah and ever since then i always was like yo what if this was in coney island like what, <laughs> what, if, what, what if i could put a court outside and, and the kid who like an Elite 24 type atmosphere looking out the window from your house. So I, that was my, that was like the goal. Like the goal was to to kind of bring a a, a a atmosphere, like you said, to Coney Island that that they won't forget. So and I, I think me and the, me and my team we put it together. It was hard, but I mean we got it. We got it to work. Uh, thank God it didn't rain that day, <laughs> but. Yeah, it was it was a lot of it was a lot of work and a, and, a, and a, I think I think it was a pretty big success because we had some great players come out, uh, free food, free haircuts, bounty houses. I mean, you had essential water out there. It was it was a dope day. So I mean, and, and it still continues to be. I mean, we just did a day this summer. Uh, uh, this summer it was a small day compared to what we usually do, but. Still. It was something like people needed something to look back on, on this summer. So that was our goal. So I'm gonna tell you my moment when when you were standing in front of thirty thousand people. I remember that. I remember you brought up that hardwood court because I remember it was on the weekend of hoops in the sun, and I'm like, damn, this nigga Zay, man, how you gonna do this on this weekend? And all the kids that play my tournament respectfully, like, nah, Joe, I love you. It's hot as hell out here, but I'm gonna go to. BK, and I'm gonna oh, yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a support Whitehead Day, and and now not not from that point on, I just knew that your mission in basketball was similar missions that me and BG share in terms of changing lives, uh, right. supporting kids, and you do it big, man. Yeah, I, I I commend you, man. Like you do it big. So, uh, and then this year during COVID, you 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 brought back. Street ball life energy, uh, and then working with BG and all the partners you mentioned. I mean, now now that you're on that side now with us, 
it, I know you have a great team around you. Is it still hard to perform even in your hometown with all the expectations and pressure that 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 ha- now is expected from you to put on this annual event? Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's hard because I mean, even if we weren't looked at that way, we still would do it. I mean, it was it's not like a it's not like an accolades thing. Like we're not doing it to to be the best day yep. out yep. of the summer. Yep. We're doing it because. Coney Island has no tournaments. They have no camps. They have no, it's just they're outside playing basketball. So right, right. why not bring a day? Why not bring a day to where you can enjoy everything that you can think of for the summer in one day for free? So that, that's, that's our problem. And like, that's I, it's for free. Like, and that's for free. Everybody, that's for free. He does it from, a, from the bottom of his heart with his own money, his own pockets and support. So I just want to make sure everybody knows that's for free event. Sorry, Zay. Yeah, but I think I think a lot of people never they don't know that Isaiah Whitehead they started uh, my sophomore year of well the, going into my sophomore year of college. Crazy. We just had a like a regular barbecue. We just told the whole community, "Hey, you hungry? Come eat." So that that that's how it started. Yeah. And then. Of course, as I made some money and put more money into it, I was going to be what it is. So before I ask my next question, I give it to BG. I, I, we have a lot of fans that, that love you and support you. Um, I, somebody just sent me a picture of their, their son's memorable moment with you. So I just want to show you my phone. This is the kind of stuff that you do, the kind of stuff that you impact kids, you impact communities from all parts of the world so just want to show you people that oh, show me pictures of you just showing love to kids and, and giving back and i just wanted to shout out my man ran i ran by kids his son is right here he said that i wanted to make yeah. sure that zay sees the picture that i had when my son was like at least three or four years ago so um with that being said zay you must have had role models people that you looked up to people that you followed people that you Took you took a lot of wisdom from. I know I did with my father. Can you can you share with us who those people were in terms of your mentors and people that supported you to the person you are now? Uh, I think my mentors probably be uh, Jermaine Brown, my old coach. Uh, he basically told me I was in seventh grade. And, uh, he basically said, "Look, you're going to the NBA. Yep. Like that's." Like it's not it's, like it's nothing else. Like you have the skills, you just need to put your mind to it, and things like that. Uh, him, I think my mom uh, for just just uh, making me into the person I am today. Just the, the giving, just the the respect of the guy. I mean, a lot of a lot of people, and that's, that's like what she commends me on the most. Like she tells me almost every day. Like right, it's it's a pleasure to walk around and. And for adults to say how great you are and that you that you they never heard of you disrespecting anyone. Like that that's like a big thing in my house. Like we, we respect adults. Like like we respect adults to the point where you have like like you have the power. Like like how how can we help you? And that's just how we grew up. Like my grandmother taught me that, my mother taught me that. And I mean it just stuck with me. So I'm just trying to teach my kids. We having a little trouble, but we're gonna get there. <laughs> <laughs> Not B- for sure. Yeah, BG. 
Nah, I mean, I, I, I definitely uh, add to that. That's that's Zeke, man. Like he, he's a person that uh, he, he don't he puts everybody for himself, you know. And um, I think that's the biggest thing that uh attached me to him by just watching him. You know, um, he he never asked for nothing. You know what I mean? And he takes care of so many people respectfully, and um, he enjoys it. You know, there's a lot of people that do things and they do it out of pity or they do it out of just. You know, because they have to, but he does it with a, with a heart, you know, because he wants to. For sure. Um, that's the biggest thing I, I, I respect about Zeke, man. Um, talk, talk a little bit. We're going to speed up before we go to the rapid fire. Um, talk a little bit about internationally, um, playing overseas. Um, this this year, you're having a stellar season um, in the Euro Cup. Talk, talk a little bit about the transition and, and talk a little bit about the difference between the FIBA game and the NBA game. Uh, I mean... European living is is tough. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> if I was to be honest, with you, like it's it's not a place for the week, man. Like yeah. you just you, you're alone. I mean, it's not, you could you could have a couple people come out here and there, but ninety percent of the time you're by yourself. I mean, not, that's hard. So first time, so. I mean, international living is stuff. I mean, you don't you don't always like the food, but you have to eat. I mean, it, it's there's a lot that goes into it, and it, it's definitely for the strong minded. Uh, as far as like the season going, I mean, we're, we're we're doing we're doing great. I mean, everything is falling into the place that we wanted it to, uh, and hopefully we keep we keep up the good play. Uh, and I mean, that that's always the main goal. I mean, to win. I mean, I have fun also, but that's the main goal to, to win. Uh, and then, the, um, what was your last question, DJ? What, what, what would you say is the biggest difference between the NBA game and the uh, and the FIBA game for you? For you, your play. I mean, the biggest difference is the NBA is the NBA, and FIBA is the is the college game. I mean, you got to go back to college. I mean, there's no defense for two seconds. No. Uh, Certain rules and, and and things like that. It's it's my 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 most comparable would be to college. I mean, it's just some teams play zone, some teams play man. I mean, it's, it's a much it's a much more a strategic game than, than the NBA. I mean, NBA is just like to me, you're a great player, take the ball and make great plays. I mean, out here you gotta really think the game. You gotta really find your spots. You gotta really you gotta really be in tip-top shape because it's a very, very fast game. Uh, even if it looks slow, is every like like the European way is to cut fast, to, to backdoor, to rip through fast. So you gotta be constantly paying attention uh, at all times. And, and honestly, I didn't really start getting the hang of it until this year mm. because when I when you're programmed for two years to play at an NBA level. And then you go back to trying to do college. I mean, it's always going to be tough. So, tough. I think I think this year is kind of really started slowing down for me. And I, and one thing I did that a lot of people probably won't believe is to get ready for this season. I watched a lot of college tape. Mm. Watching any professional tape, I watched a lot of college tape because that's how similar the game is. Like that's how that's how uh, close it is to college. Zay, when you say that, I'm sorry. You meant you watch college tape in general, or your old, or your old footage, or yourself playing in the college game of the college game, just to see how I scored, 
Okay. Right. Right. And things like that, okay. like because it's it's real similar. So got you. I know That's we got right. rapid fire coming up. I, I know we got a bunch of questions we're gonna throw at you, but I got one more. I got a question from the from my panel. Uh, you recently became a father. Somebody wanted to ask you how is life being a father now and a dad. Sorry, it's great. I mean, it, it gives you an extra motivation. It gives you something to live for. And like like I said before, it, it makes you keep up those good habits because your your kids are always gonna do what you do. Like what they hear about you doing, they're gonna do. So, I mean, that's basically that's basically that. And I mean, as far as like. That's another thing about international too. I mean, you don't see your kids as often. Mm. So it's tough. Yeah. Uh, and I think when I'm home and when I'm actually around her, it makes that time even more special. So, so last question, I promise you, B. Um, <laughs> I promise you. It's our boy. Everybody, everybody mentions when they say, yo, I'm outside, I'm outside, I'm outside, and we don't see nobody outside. But the one person I see outside every summer is Zay. Uh, Zay, you you a big street ball fan, uh, whether you like it or not. In terms of the locations, um, can you let us know your joy in street ball, and is it does it help your game in the off season in terms of either playing at the college level or in the NBA level? Because you played you played in these respective tournaments in both in, you know going into both levels. Uh, is there a benefit playing street ball for you? And if so, what is uh, what is that? And recently, you played with Lance at LES, your you know your your boy, your partner. And how was it playing together with him um, on the street ball circuit? Uh, does it benefit me? I think it's I, me personally. I sure. play street ball more you know, uh, for for my people. Like I feel like my people should be able to touch, be able to see me. It, you know, it shouldn't have to go on Instagram to watch a video of me working out. Like. It, I should be there, you know. Like, salute, I should, salute, yes. In the part playing, even if you don't like me, like I should still. I, I need to hear that, you know. I need to hear the, the the critics. I need to hear the love. I need like it. Like street ball is, is like no other. You get one time a year to pitch it. So I mean, why not do it? But, right. I mean, I, I I always and I've always played it. I always played unlimited. It's probably like 18, 19. So, I mean, it's like it, it came. It became a part of me. Like it became an annual thing. Right. It was. It's kind of like hard to stay away from. And how was and it playing with Lance? Yeah, how was it playing with Lance? I'm sorry. With Lance, I mean, with Lance, it was. It's always great to play with Lance. I mean, he, he's a great player. He's one of my role models growing up. I mean, I learned a lot from him, and and we always joke about it. But I learned a lot of what not to do from him. <laughs> <laughs> He uh, and he he commends me for that. He he tells me almost every day like how proud he is of me and just keep working and things like that. And, and sometimes you need that. You need to hear that from an older guy. And you need to hear that from a, like an older brother. So I mean, going into the summer with him was great. I mean, but I, I actually love playing against him in hoops in the sun. So I always I've been in the sun. So. I'm one up on him right yeah, now. You, you, yes, yes, you are. Yes, you are, my brother. That was a chip year for you too. Don't, don't I, I didn't forget that. that. That's your chip year. Um, but listen, I appreciate you. You know that. Um, I I love watching a game when you come to the park and every park that I see you. Uh, the kids' expression and the way they gravitate to you and the way you humble. 
it's just a great site and um I just want to let you know that we 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 appreciate you as well and uh want to give you a flower before anybody else does and we're going to hit you with some rapid fire questions so I I'll let BG start off cuz uh he got something for you yeah Oh man first rapid fire question Let's man Let's go You're in the corner now Zay you're in the corner let's go the corner. So would you would you let your girl have a OnlyFans page Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. I got what, one. You ready? What, what is your favorite uh, hip hop album? Joe, we got to ask him why he wouldn't. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if she need a little extra change, I can give it to her. You <laughs> <laughs> don't need to be showing your body off. That's a fact. Come on, man. You know, it, it ain't that far. It ain't, it ain't that deep. All right, so then I'll, I'll I'll ask a different question. If you uh, any celebrity female of choice, who would it be? Respectfully. Any female French fries to go, my girl. Okay. Sorry. That was a great answer. Ah, yeah. Siggy. <laughs> they trying to get you. Uh oh. Go ahead, BG. Yeah. All right, so we got we got a question. This a lot of people don't know, but. Zeke is a sneaky sneakerhead, man. Got got a lot of got a lot of feats. And, and your nigga might have ten pair picks in his trunk. But um, fa- favorite sneaker of all time for you? Jordan One for sure. Classic. Any any Jordan One. Tough. I mean, you can't go wrong with it. You can wear it, you can wear it with a suit or with shorts. <laughs> it, it just goes with everything. That's a fact. Um, Zay, favorite hip hop album or rap album for you all time? In my era, yes, sir. I was, I would say that hit me the most and changed my mindset was probably four four four. Album. I mean that that was the first album I feel like in my era that Tough. could possibly change the era. You know, it could it could change the mental of how all those younger guys think. So I mean that. That that one that one definitely hit home. I still listen to it to this day. Gotcha. Yeah, B. Um, all right, so so we got I think one more, right? So fa- favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie through the five, man. Come on. Mm. Only only I got one toughest, toughest um toughest competitor on the court you played against. At any level? We'll do yeah whatever yeah any level if you want to stay NBA or college that's respectful let's let's do that. Uh, probably competitive wise probably Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. This is motor. Uh, he's nonstop. Uh, you got to be really. You got to get some sleep the night before. Let's just say that because he he's gonna go the whole game nonstop and, and compete at the highest level. Facts. Yo, Zeke, man, we, we appreciate you, bro. You you already know the bond we got, man. Shout out to the uh, Isaiah Whitehead Academy that we got going on. We're about to start in November. But um, we, we just appreciate you being on the show. Um, and, and what you do for New York City. I mean, for me, you, you're the king of New York City as far as terms of players that come back, that give back, and that, um, and that show people the way. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people are not giving the kids – the examples of how to be not only a basketball player but a man. You know what I'm saying? So I have the ultimate respect for you, man. It's it's an honor yes, to sir. work to work with you daily. You know the, the work we put in, 
and um, you know, just glad you was able to tap in. People don't even know what time it is over there right now where you at. Um, so just to have you on the show and to sacrifice some sleep, um, I, I appreciate you, man, and, and I'm thankful. And you know, anything I can do, man, I'm here. Hey Zay, the same thing for me. Uh, you know, I love you to death. Uh, any way that we can help our platform with yours in any way possible, I always tell you that offline. I'm here for you. I'm one call away. And just to let everybody know that um, Zay was one of our biggest supporters on on the Commissioner's podcast. Yeah. Uh, and and I want to just let him know that um, your energy has allowed us to put this put this into fruition. So I thank you for your support and. Um, always, always mad love on this side, man. So I appreciate you having you on tonight and uh, sharing some time with us. Appreciate it, man. I just want to say, man, it's two people that I hate in the world, man. There's too many people I hate in the world, man. That's BG and Brian, man. That's all <laughs> he got you, B. I'm good yeah, now. Yeah. I'm, I'm still good on this side. I'm still good. Yeah, you give me every time, bro. It's two people, man. Just tell them who the best trainer in New York is, man. Just tell them who the best trainer is. You said what? Just tell them who the best trainer in New York City is, man. Come on, man. You know who that is. Isaiah Whitehead, man. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't getting off tonight, B. You're not doing (laughs) it. Get down this show, man. Yo, Zeke, love, bro. Love you, Zay. Appreciate you, man. Good luck overseas and be safe and well, all right? God bless you. All right, buddy. Yeah, man, that was dope. That was dope, man. Episode three, that was dope. I'm not sure if we're gonna get uh, Mr. Lamb on, but um, he's not on yet. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, he's not on yet. But what was yeah. your feeling on getting the opportunity to chop it up with one of the best guards in New York City, man? I, I mean, you trained him. That's that's your boy. Like, you know, what was it? Uh, being on this side of the table and, and interviewing one of your your friends. I mean, it's it's uh it's, it's normal, you know. This is a family affair, you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, I, I spend almost every day with Zeke. You know, um, if we're not working out, if we're not training, then we we be doing business ventures, and we be spending time with the family. And I tell people like, you know, the best the best people you can do business with is your family. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and that's a guy that he's um he's somebody that he's a man of his word. He's honorable. You know, I think I think a lot of people. And we talked about, you know, voting and, you know, politics and all those things. But pe- people are not honorable. And, and that's the one dude that if he says he got you, he got you. You know what I mean? And and, and that's the biggest accolade you can give somebody. Um, is somebody that, that honors what they're going to say they're going to do. And, you know, for me, for me and him, man, like I said, I've known Zeke. But this last year and a half of, of, of really being around him, yeah. um, it's, it's been probably one of the best friendship and relationships and brotherhoods that I created. That's dope. Uh, I have a couple of people I want to shout out. I want to shout out Nutrizone TV. I want to shout out Ran by Kids. I want to shout out my homegirl Kiki on the check-in. Much love to you, girl. I appreciate all the fans tuning in. Uh, It is definitely a humbling experience to see the interaction with our fans, man. The people that we impact, the people that we know, the people that support us from afar, across the water, and even in our own state. Uh, it's truly amazing. Um, I only can just wa- I only can imagine who else is watching on our platform, but I just want to salute those. And also, Kevin Davis said good good evening, guys. So we got some loyal fans that really. Yeah, Kev. Kev Davis. So um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, my experience with Zay, you know, I, I mean, I, again, we know Zay is short-worded, but I think tonight was an opportunity to really get to know him on a different level. Um, you could tell how much he matured and, you know, yeah. so many different ways, you know, on off the court. Not saying he was not mature, but just, you know, way he carried himself. You know, uh, he spoke very well about his high school career. I mean, he spoke very well about his college career, and he was really humble about his NBA career. And him being a father, you know, kind of really put the you know cherry on top in terms of who we are as men and who we are as providers and uh what i learned about him is that he is one of the most humble dudes yeah that you can ever come across especially of a person of his magnitude his magnitude that accomplished a lot in his life and he's still young and accomplishing more so uh just to have his time and and have his have his presence here today on the commissioner corner podcast is truly a dope experience so i want to salute him on that and salute you for setting it up of course, that's family, man. We we gonna get more. We gonna get more family on here. Hopefully, um, we we'll give Deron a couple more minutes. Hopefully, he he could get tuned in. Right. But um, yeah, it's 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 dope, man. Especially yeah. seeing people from my own city win. Um, when we come from New York City, you know, we we have this bad tag that everybody's crabs in the barrel, and you know, people only care about themselves and only only want to look out for themselves. But when you got people like that, that that are willing to put other people on it's a beauty to see and um it needs to be more energy like that in new york so that that's what we're trying to do in the commissioner's corner um with, with, with us two and our perspective fields with which we do coming together we're just trying to show people that unity still wins you know i think you know people think that independency is the way to go but having a team having people in your corner um you you can't go wrong I, I feel the same way, man. So truly after day after the election to have the the person in terms of Zay to come on and speak to us and speak to our fans is truly a blessing. Um and I'm glad that we can able to share those moments with our with our um with our community and our fans. And um I'm looking forward to next week. Uh we got a couple of surprises next week, so I don't really want to give it away. Um if you want to close out the show, let's close it out with, with, you know, with anything else you want to talk about, and then we can close up shop. Not sure if, if Deron's coming on, so let's I'm, figure I'm hitting Deron right now. I'm, let me just see what he's going to come on. We're going to do this live, and if, if he can't, then, then we have okay. um, we respectfully close the cool. show. Cool. Uh, but um, definitely, definitely was a, a pleasure to have um, Isaiah on. Yep. Um, and, and we apologize to Deron. I know he has some technical difficulties. Um, and we'll make sure that uh, we, we get him back on here um, when the time is right. You know, the hour is getting late. Um, so, but, but we got to play not, that track. We got to play that track from Wifey. We got to get that on. Oh, man. Yeah, we got to get that on, uh, too. To, we got to get that um, Let's do it. I mean, we got time. Right now in, in New York City. Salute the big, uh, big time from Master Flex for uh, for dropping the record, man. She's been on rotation for the last three weeks. So, one of the big heroes. We appreciate her um, for the grind that she's doing. And um, next week, you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll, air the, we'll air the song next week. Okay. Um, I'll get uh, Randy to cue it up so we can do it. We can do it real nice and uh, professional. Got you. All right. Well, listen, everybody. I, I make sure you stream Sig the Trig on um, all music platforms. Got you. Uh, on that note, everybody, I appreciate you all tuning in to the episode three of the Commissioner Corners podcast here on the Cruise Control Podcast Network. Powered by Red Bull. Uh, BG, I got mad love for you. I appreciate you being here. Um, welcome back. 
Uh, we had to work out a few kinks today, but we'll 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 get back to that grind. Thanks. Everybody, only episode three, and we're doing this live, and you know, bring it to you the way we bring it to you. So we want to be authentic. So we uh, appreciate your patience and understanding uh, that we are still getting this platform together. So salute to everybody that tuned in. Um, shout to Isaiah Whitehead, uh, Deron Lamb. We're gonna get him back on. I promise you that because we don't do any false advertisements here on our podcast. So uh, BG. Absolute pleasure, my brother. You have a wonderful night and close sure. it out and close it out. Yes, it's your boy BG, Mr. Elliott's Express, one half of the Commissioner Corner presented by Red Bull. And this is your co-host Joe Cruz Jr., the other half of the Commissioner Corner podcast here on the Cruise Control Podcast Network. On that note, on episode three, we out. Have a great night. God bless. Salute. God bless. Salute.